Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, like every fifth episode, it's Steph and I sharing our own stories with you. And today, we are telling stories with two of our friends, Anna Bennett and Jeremy Hartman. You guys, we have a crazy story to share with you at the end in regards to what a recent guest invited us to do. It is absolutely crazy. We also share some stories about letting our son, Tate, play a sport that I cannot stand. Ugh, soccer. Yes. So what happens when we let our little man play a sport that we know nothing about? How did that first game go? And why is Steph getting so mad at me about the guest I booked for the show? Oh, you know why I'm mad. But friends, we can't (laughs) wait for you to hear all these stories with our friends, Adam Bennett and Jeremy Hartman. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future, followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. Okay, friends, before we get to this episode, just a friendly reminder to please hit the subscribe button on YouTube and Apple Podcast or give us a review. Five stars, please. (laughs) In our world, this is super, super important because it will help with the algorithm to make it easier for people to find us. And thank you for sharing our post across your social media. That really helps with engagement and with us getting guests. Yes. So, hey, if you want us to keep working our way up to talking to Chip and Joanna, please share us with your friends. But regardless, thank you for listening tell us a good story all right Steph welcome to episode 195 oh my gosh you guys and we didn't think this was gonna happen again uh, every time with Hartman it we happens some technical <laughs> issues. but today we have a couple friends who have never met each other until <gasps> a few minutes ago Mr. Adam Bennett yes and Jeremy Hartman they're here hey, hey. thank, thank you, you thank you so excited thank you for doing this let's start off by let's tell you guys about Tate uh, Our little five-year-old. Uh, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> okay, so Tate, or as he calls it, Tate Man, Tate Man Mason. Mason. He tells mm-hmm. everybody Tate Man Mason. That's his name. Like he's some superhero. He is super aggressive. He's super always been aggressive and physical. I don't know how he is in your gym class, but he. How is, is he? I would describe him as super aggressive and physical. <laughs> <laughs> And he's very he's very eager to play and to please. Yes. Which is great. I in all honesty, he's great. Now has he body checked anybody in the class? I mean, not more than once per period, I don't think. <laughs> Perfect. So he came to us wanting to play soccer this past summer. Mm-hmm. And okay, he's our third child. Yes. I have intentionally tried to steer our kids away from soccer. One hundred percent. Because we're not soccer people. Not soccer people. Not at all. And I mean, if I'm being honest with you guys. I can't stand soccer. I hate soccer. Ooh. And it's to the point where, like, if our kids came to us and said, hey, I, I can choose between synchronized swimming and soccer. Oh, Kevin. I'd be like, Ooh. okay, I guess you can play soccer. But, I mean, it's it's literally to that point. I can't stand it. I didn't know you hated it that bad. Why do you hate it that bad? Oh, I have, like, ten different reasons. Why? Give me two. One, there, there's not enough action. There's not enough scoring. There's so low scoring drives me bonkers, right? Because there's there's so much effort that gets put out there on the field with such little reward for mm-hmm. a goal. There's so much more scoring in hockey on skates in a smaller goal than there is in, in soccer. Mm-hmm. Drives me nuts. Invisible lines that they have on the field. I don't understand that with the offsides. 
they'll just call a whistle and like, what, what is that? It's offside. Where's the line at? Oh, it's not on the field. That drives me bonkers. I, I could explain that one to you at some point if you'd like. Oh, it's the it has to do. Line. There's no invisible line. It has to do with the last defender. The last defender moves, so he there's no line. It's. <laughs> There's, there's no way he's going to grasp that. I don't feel like I can explain it to you in this moment. Yeah, I was going to say. Right. I saw that topic dying on the vine before it was even brought I'm up. I'm just saying that there is a reason. Offsides does make okay. sense, but it's okay. Yeah. Okay, so with that being said, we sign him up mm-hmm. a week before his first practice. Yeah. I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, crap. We're supposed to have a soccer ball. Like, we didn't have a soccer ball. And come to find out, there's different size balls. There's different size balls. No yep. clue. I didn't know that either. No. I didn't he's know like, we need a size three size ball. Size three. Yeah, he's a size three. I had no clue. So we break Amazon. down and, and bought yep. a $7. Yes, we did. Ball. Nothing but the best. Amazon. Nothing but the best. <laughs> <laughs> and ship him off to the, to the no. practice. No. Here's the thing. Kevin had to get him ready for <laughs> soccer. He puts his socks on and the shin guards over his socks. And I'm like, what is this? Like, it's I'm a not a soccer person, but at least I knew how to dress him. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought the shin guards go outside the socks. Well, for you... practice. You know, no, don't whatever. be the dork player. <laughs> no, our son cannot be the dork. Come on. So, yes, I, I did make that mistake. So, he goes to two practices. We get to the game, and I'm, I always, I'm trying to incentivize the kids on just to be aggressive. right? Mm-hmm. I want them to be aggressive, give your best the whole time. So, I tell Tate, <laughs> listen... I'm going to give you an M&M for every time you touch the ball. Yeah. And I don't know. I have no idea yeah. what he's going to be doing. Some guy in Europe just shuddered at your... Because <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 this, is, this is the genesis of the problem with American soccer. I'm not pinning it on you, but everyone like you. <laughs> like, be aggressive, score 20 goals, and then, and then it gets out of the sport by fifth grade because all he knows how to do is run down the field and kick the ball. <laughs> and he's stealing the ball from his teammates oh so he can gosh. get more M&Ms. It's brutal. <laughs> okay, so this is... This is 6U, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm like, I just want him to touch the ball. I'm not expecting any goals. I want him to just at least go after go it. After the go ball. after it. Just don't okay. stand there and watch. So I'm like, buddy, I'm going to count. Let's see how many times you touch the ball. All right. So I stopped counting at 23 is when I stopped counting. So he's out there and he is super aggressive. He is kicking the ball everywhere, but he's not going very far. He's not going. He's not getting anywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's running into the goal, trips falls into the net, gets stuck in the net, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the coach comes over and, like, detangles his cleat from the net. <laughs> and then, at one point, he falls down and just laying there. We're like, buddy, you got to get up. You're going to get but stepped like, on. But, like, he get falls, up. lays there, and then holds the ball so no one else can kick yes. it. Yes. So. He's laying on the ball and said that they're blowing the whistle, but he can't do that, right? People are going to come over and kick again. <laughs> and he's just very dramatic. So I don't know who he gets that from. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. No idea where that could come from. So... <laughs> So they play for 50 minutes, and I would say the first 40 minutes, it is just like utter chaos. chaos. Mm-hmm. And the kids are bumping into him, as you can expect, Jeremy, knowing him, and they're falling down. He's not budging, right? I, I'm watching him, and kids would fall down running into him, and then he'd feel bad and just like fall on the ground as he's like, well. Am I supposed to fall down? Thinking he's supposed to fall down. Yeah. So then with 10 minutes to go, it was like he figured it out. He would kick the ball far away from the pack. Run to it, kick right. it, go. Scores three goals in the last 10 minutes. Nice. I mean, you should have seen our we reaction. Were we were like, where did it. this come from? Yes. Are you kidding me? So then, all he wants to do is play soccer now. And so we're practicing the living room, and he is like bully ball. Just mm-hmm. very, he's very aggressive with me, and he loves to wrestle. 
So this past weekend, Steph, would you like to share what happened on Saturday? Oh, so he's he's very aggressive. He loves contact. He doesn't shy away from contact. So at one point, there's this girl that had it. and She was very good. He put his elbow into her, knocked her down, took the ball, got back and scored the goal. And I'm more like, oh, buddy, you can't do that. Can't you do can't that. do that. You can't do that. Okay, so then. Did the referees call something on him? I, I mean. Because if they, they didn't, did. then he can do that. They actually didn't. They <laughs> actually did. didn't. But I am like hitting Kevin like, you need to go talk to him. Like next time go he gets out, son. you need to go talk to your son. It got to the point where he's like running over, pushing kids, stealing the ball. He thought it was fun to like knock them down and just steal the ball and take off. Yeah. So we are yelling for mm-hmm. him to knock it off. Yeah. Stop pushing all this stuff. So after the first quarter, I go over and tell him, I'm like, Tate. And I'm not supposed to be on the sideline, but I don't care. You know. So he's I go five. over there. He's, yeah, he's five. Go over there. Listen, I don't want to see you push one more kid this entire game. I said, here's the thing, buddy. You can bump them with your shoulder. Do not push them. Oh, oh, okay, okay. So then I want to show you guys a video of what happened here. Because, I mean, technically, he didn't push a kid, right? <laughs> so Are there referees in this game? That is. Yes, a lot of times are. they're not. Okay. There are referees. Okay. Let me know if this is a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Because he put his shoulder into him without really going for the ball. Totally. Yeah. Like you guys see, he fell on the ground after yeah. he did it. He just looked at us like, was that okay? Was yeah. I not supposed to do that? Yeah. So now he's over aggressive. He's getting penalties. So we have to get in the car. Listen, you cannot ram yourself into the other kids and knock them down. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do that. No, so, it's a shoulder charge. You can't. So he's like, oh, right. oh okay, daddy. Okay, daddy. So then Jeremy, this week, he gets in trouble at school <gasps> in the bathroom. Yep, yep. He comes to me. So I get home from work and he always will tell on himself if he does something wrong. I get to mom and dad. He's like, mama, mama, I got to tell you something. I'm like, dang it, that's not good. I'm like, buddy, what? He's like, um, I got in trouble today. I'm like, well, why'd you get in trouble? He's like, because I was wrestling in the bathroom. I'm like, ah, I'm like, buddy. Why were you wrestling? Are you supposed to wrestle in the bathroom? Nope. I'm like, then why did you do it? Because my two friends were wrestling in the bathroom. I'm like, did they tag you in? Like, what is happening? And he's like, yep. Yep, pretty much. I'm like, ugh. So he jumps in because he wants part of this deal. He's probably, Steph, he's probably climbing up the urinal and jumping off the urinal. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Tight rope. WrestleMania in the bathroom. So. He just loves contact. Being, yes. The mm-hmm. rough. Yeah. So heads up at school, Jeremy, if you see him, you let us know, let us know, knock it down. I guess I should have emailed about a month ago, but <laughs> oh, well. it's more a school psychologist issue. sounds like. <laughs> Hello friends. I'm Craig Clawson and I help Kevin and Steph with all the tech stuff for the show. But today I have a request for you. Kevin and Steph will soon be recording their 200th episode. In the podcast world, this is a big accomplishment. According to Forbes, only 8% of podcasts uploaded over the past week had created more than 10 episodes, let alone 200. And we want to celebrate with you. We would love for as many listeners as possible to give us a call at 614-699-0604 and leave them a voicemail. Let Kevin and Steph know what Tell Us a Good Story means to you. Or tell them what's been your favorite episode or story. Or just call to congratulate them. It's easy to do. Just give them a call at 614-699-0604 
listen to the cute voicemail recorded by the Mason kids, and then leave them a message. And even better, your message might appear on air for the 200th episode. I will put the phone number in the show notes for you, and please call by November 30th, 2023. And, as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So needless to say, Steph and I have a lot to learn here. We have so much to learn. Soccer. Just to have him start using both feet. It, I used to coach, and if I had to coach one more single-booted child, I was going to lose my mind. I can't stand that. I don't know what that means. You only kick with one foot? Like to be able to kick a ball with any speed with both feet. Like yes. Most kids can oh. dribble with both feet, yeah. but it's time to actually strike the ball. Oh. they yeah. got to have it on their right foot. It's so it's so oh, awkward okay. to watch. It's like you see okay. a perfect opportunity on their left foot. And, oh, here comes the here comes the hokey pokey to get it over their one good leg. It's like they're a bunch of stroke victims out there. It's <laughs> awful. I cannot stand it. I've told I've told my son. I go. I can name so many, so many horrible maladaptive behaviors. I'd rather you have than being single booted at soccer. I, go, it's I would rather you do synchronized swimming. Yeah. No. No. I'm talking about. I'd rather you be a than be single booted. It's horrible. Like it's, oh, I cannot stand it. So I drill it into his head, and I always did from a young age. Hey, you'd be an amazing coach, Adam. I was. I was. One time, one time I was coaching the fourth, fifth level, and there was this kid, and uh, you, don't, you won't get this because he was offside. He was keeping the whole other team offside the whole time. He was playing way far back. He was playing too far back, which meant the other team was onside the whole time. It's a, it's a thing. And I go, and he comes off. I go, do you know the onside, offside rule? He's like, no. I'm like, that explains a lot. And I just walked away. Because I just, you can't explain it that quickly. That's, was he like, isn't there supposed to be an invisible line out here? Is that, <laughs> yeah. He yeah, there's an invisible line on my little clipboard, and you're beneath it, and you never should have been on this team. <laughs> Well, this is supposed to be a therapy session for Kevin, but <laughs> I've just got some things off his chest. I can't coach past sixth grade, though. I'm not, I don't know enough. You're not allowed to? Well, I shouldn't be. All right. So, Steph and I bought this game around Christmas called Best Story Wins. I have not used this, but it has a list of topics that kind of jog your memory of, do you have a story for this topic? Okay. And so, I was telling Steph at this point, we have so many stories. Mm -hmm. So it was like, why don't we pick a card or two cards out of this and see if all of us have a story around this topic. So first one here, worst job you've ever had. Do you have a story? Worst job you've ever had. I've got a story, maybe one of the worst experiences at a job, but yeah, I do. I, I actually, there's a couple that are, that are closely tied, but I did roofing with my uncle in the summer when I was uh, like 19. Okay. Of course, blazing, blazing temperatures, oh. carrying these things up ladders, worried about falling off a roof, being 19 and having zero skills to do any of the things I was doing. <laughs> and my uncle was uh, probably about as nice as Adam was to his soccer players. <laughs> so, his uncle was not OSHA compliant is what he's trying I, to say. I think I was offsides a lot when I was roofing uh, and had no idea where the invisible line was. But I think actually truly it would be... Um, when we first moved to Columbus, I was trying to find a teaching job, you know, that, and, and in the summers, you know, you, if you're a teacher, you don't have a job in the summers. And so I was found this gig with a guy from Craigslist for landscaping. And 
he told me I got the job without any questions, training whatsoever. <laughs> okay, you know, what do you need me to do? Well, <laughs> we need you to swear in Spanish at these guys. We'll do the actual work. The, the first red flag should have been that my first assignment was to pick him up for work because he didn't have a vehicle. Uh-huh. So I picked him up. I picked up my boss. He goes, he picks him up and goes, hey, blow into this before we can start the car. <laughs> We're driving to this really nice area in Worthington, which is, you know, it's where we're close to where we live. And it's a great area. I have zero experience landscaping. And then while I'm landscaping, he takes my car and go run some errands. Yeah, yeah. He's had an interlock device on it. He can't take it anywhere. <laughs> so many red flags. So I'm just stuck at people's houses hoping I'm doing it right. And then I have a, at one point I'm pressure washing, which I had never done. I mean, I've got to be at this place for three hours. And I've done an area smaller than this table because the, the bead is like as wide as a pencil and it turns out there was a setting you could turn to change the spray. Yeah, there is. But I'm a child. They hide that. I'm they like, do. well, I'm not a child. I'm 23, 24. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, those poor people did not get their money's worth. And your car me. was mewling. And my something. car was trafficking from, yeah, was. something. <laughs> Some combination of drugs and immigrants were in the trunk of that car. Don't open this trunk. Yeah, I did. I did actually check recently, and he was still in business. Really? Really? Yeah. Well, what he's selling is in such demand that I could see him <laughs> having some longevity. So I think I think that's all I got. Oh, that's all I got. That's and, good stuff. Yep. Adam, do you have a a worst job? Oh boy, worst, worst, worst. Um. I worked at a pizza place in Sunbury. Enough time has passed. I can give that much information. <laughs> and uh, you see this tiny scar on the end of my finger right there? Yes. Okay. So I was grating cheese on a big industrial cheese grater and uh, mm. pushing the block in. And then pretty soon I grated that part of my hand. <laughs> and, uh, into it, the cheese? Oh, yeah. It, it goes in a big <laughs> trash bag. So my finger goes into the... Four. Yeah. And I pushed the, I pushed the brick in too far with that hand. It caught... My, my hand went in the grater. Just that little piece there came off. Did that cheese end up getting served still? It did. Okay. It went in the bag, and they never went through the bag, and I never saw the bag come out of, like, circulation. Never. There was no effort to recover the part of me that was in that that pizza or that cheese. I mean, knowing that owner, he was like, that kills my margin on these pies. It's all protein. He he wouldn't have gone. He wouldn't have taken it out. Yeah. That guy was so cheap. There's no way he would have got. Just put it on a Supreme Pizza. You uh-huh. know. Yeah. Oh, I didn't order. I didn't no. order sausage on this. <laughs> no. Oh, so not my worst job, I would say. But my sophomore year in college, I was trying to get some type of business experience outside of like construction. So went to a few banks, uh, my hometown Lancaster, and got a job as a teller at Standing Stone Community Bank. So it's just a local bank there. They've got two. I looked them up here recently. They've got two branches in Lancaster. So they, they've expanded the operation. <laughs> Doubled in size <laughs> since I left. So I have zero experience. All I have to do is do a, I've got to do a 10 key. All right. So I went in the back for probably 10 minutes, practice on how to do a 10 key. And then, of course, that summer I got super fast with how to do a 10 key. I don't with, know what a 10 key hand. is. 10 key is Isn't it like a, a number pad? Yep. It's the number pad. Oh, it's like one of those really... country music guitars where you slide the, <laughs> the thing. No. So the 10 key, sort of like a calculator for your hand, right? Uh-huh. You just have it off to the side, da, 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 right? So you get really good at it with adding up numbers. Came in very helpful once I got into public accounting. So I get this job. I'm the only dude at this bank, all right? It's all females. I am 19 years old, I would say. 
And so you were living your best life was, at that oh, point, I was babe. Living my best life. There's <laughs> one day I'm working the drive-through and learn very quickly to not make sarcastic comments while I'm working the drive-through because either my microphone could still be on to the customer oh. or the person beside me, their microphone could be on and they could catch me mm. speaking negative, negatively about one of the customers going through the drive-thru. They doubled in size after you left. <laughs> like point out. Right. No, it makes more sense. So one thing that totally made folks irate was if you asked them for their ID. For some reason, it was like you asked them for a kidney. It was awful. Can I see your ID, please? To get they money out of a bank? Nuts. They would go bonkers. Like, I've been a customer here for oh. 20 years. What do you mean? I'm sorry. And, and so a lot of times it would happen. Construction guys would come in like on Fridays. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't have a checking account to cash their check with a fee. I've got to at least see your ID, right? And, and uh -huh. see so you have a valid ID to be able to cash this check. And then you would write their driver's license number on yep. the back of the check mm -hmm. that they endorsed. All right. Easy peasy. So one Friday, working the drive-thru. And it's probably 3.30, I would say. And this construction van comes through the drive-thru. Same story. Does not have a checking account with the bank. Asking for his ID. And he just, like, flips out in the drive-thru. We cannot cash your check without a valid driver's license. I mean, this guy... I mean, imagine, like, a tatted-up guy, 45, tough-looking dude. Yeah, okay? big dude. Because he's construction. Vin Diesel? Yes. There that you go. It, yes. Okay, so Vin imagine Diesel's Vin in your drive-thru. I'm 19 years old, okay? Mm -hmm. Vin Diesel is just throwing a hissy fit out here because I asked him for his ID. He's like, hey, what time does the bank close today? And I'm not even thinking. I'm like, oh, 5 o'clock is, is when we close. Oh, dear. He's like, okay, <laughs> I'll be out here in the parking lot waiting for you. <laughs> Should have put a lollipop in that little vacuum tube and sent it out to him. That's what I'd have done. I'm like, oh, good root beer oh, flavor. Oh, are you serious? And so I'm oh like, now I'm nervous. I've got an hour and a half here to sweat bullets. And there's no other dudes in this bank. It's just me. So it's five o'clock. I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and so we're walking out this group and my head is on a swivel. I am just looking left, right, left, right. Like, make sure I'm in the pack. Okay, make sure I'm in the pack. And I'm just, and then I start speed walking <laughs> to my car. Because I imagine, I'm imagining this van's going to pull up. <laughs> this flying door's open and all these dudes come out. They throw a hood my, over you and yes, they go. with a, you know, a pipe and just drill me the leg. Should have tweaked him even more. Sorry, you can't assault me without an ID. <laughs> going to need it for that too. <laughs> so I just remember being so nervous, just speed walking, getting in the car, like, come on, turn on, turn on, like, get out of here. Oh, that as was, scary that as was... he looked, imagine the kind of guy at 45 that doesn't have ID. <laughs> well, what's the backstory from that? Okay, when I got out of prison, they just gave me this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of the, the worst days there at, at the bank. That took a turn I wasn't ready for, but okay. <laughs> all right. I worked at a video rental store, um, and, uh, the boss would call to audit to make sure I was answering the phone correctly. And the, oh, really? To answer the phone correctly, I had to say, I have to inhale for this. Thank you for calling Classic Family Video. This is Adam speaking. How can I help you? And she would like call and check to make sure I wasn't just answering the phone with Classic Family Video or Classic Family Video. It's Adam. She wanted to make sure that I was repeating the whole, the whole spiel in a nice way because she was a severely broken toy of a human being. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what and what's funny is I was thinking, oh yeah, she was. Um, 
I've just never heard those words strung together. (laughs) One time, one time I had a, this will probably get edited out. One time I had a friend of mine come up and asked about her. She's the manager, right? And he brought the video back late. And he said, well, you should waive the late fee because I've given free substances to your manager before when we've been partying and I never made her kick in on it. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, there's no key on this computer to waive the fee because you've been passing. I don't know to tell you, buddy. I think I, think I got to put the late fee on it. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. All right, let's do one more card here. Craziest trip you've ever gone on. Jeremy, do you have a crazy trip that you've gone on? I do. I do, do you? It's my honeymoon. Oh, okay. Let's just say that someone who's never been on a plane shouldn't plan a trip <laughs> with, with their new bride. Gosh. All right, I'll try to get through this quickly. Um, first of all, we scheduled a flight super duper early the day after you're married. For those of you who've never been married, please schedule your honeymoon like a week later, rest up, be ready for it. Otherwise, I mean, we're exhausted. Yes. We didn't even get to our hotel till like 11 or 12 at night. And then we're supposed to be at the airport at like five, six in the morning. Yes. Same thing. Same thing. Rookie mistake. So brother drops off the airport, go to check in. They say, sir, your flight's been canceled. (gasps) What? What do you mean? My flight's been canceled. It was canceled like a month ago. That airline has been out of business. Well, my wife's looking at me like, you confirmed the flight, right? I'm like, what's confirm the flight? I've never been on a flight. What do you mean confirm? I bought a ticket. I got a ticket. You booked this on Pan Am. <laughs> yep. All right. So that's that's problem one. So we eventually, my, my brother already left, so he's gone. We're stuck at the airport. We're in Toledo, I think. I don't know. Eventually, we get a different flight. We get there. I am cheap. That's a big part of the story, too. I do not want to spend money. I'm 23 years old. I don't even have a job. Yep. But I have a wife, and I need to have a honeymoon. <laughs> and you're roofing. <laughs> I got my roofing. That's right. So we get, we're going to Martha's Vineyard in the new, you know, East Coast area, and we're not going to rent a car. I'm going to rent bikes because we are young, healthy people, <laughs> and bikes are yes! cheap. Yes. Yes. Well, we get there. We have to get a bus to take us out toward the island. I was going to say, please tell me you didn't get a a bike at the airport. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we took a bus from the airport to... Wait, 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 wait. How did you get a flight? Because it was canceled. The flight was canceled. We just went to a different airline and they were able to get us in. You know, they had a flight okay, that so no big couple deal. hours later we're on a flight. So that okay. part was really not terrible. You're like, there's more than one airline? <laughs> What's going on? I'm a novice. I'm a novice. Okay. So we are now bussed out toward this area and okay we're renting a condo from a friend you know to get a, a taxi out to there and then we are promptly told with the taxi service oh the taxis don't go on ferries and you gotta take a ferry to get out to that island okay well i got luggage <laughs> what am i gonna do so we're on the bus and a woman overhears the conversation she's like i mean i live out there i, I can drive you out i just gotta get my groceries first oh great <laughs> great so we're waiting outside the grocery store for an hour. With your luggage. She comes out with her groceries. We hop in the car. She drives us to this place. Well, now we're there. 
how are we going to get back? I mean, we're like a solid two, three miles from the island. So the first day we have to walk to the island to get the bikes. So we get the bikes. This is all great. And now, right, honey, we're going to go out to a nice dinner, put on your nice clothes, except we're going to have to bike on a dirt path three miles to get there. So we'll be sweating and dirty. <laughs> really thought this one out. <laughs> um, I'm still in the mode of like, I'm a single person. So I'm just calling friends and family while we're there. Like, you know, ignoring the fact that I have a wife now <laughs> and the best at the end though is, and I'm sure I've missed some of the greatest parts, but we've got luggage and we've got bicycles and those two things don't go very well to- together. And we got to get back for a flight to go back home. So I go door to door for these vacation homes knocking. Uh, we don't have a car. Would you be able to get us back? And eventually someone says yes. So we have to ride our bikes stop there one of us stays with the bikes the other one runs back which i think was me no i'm getting in a car now with this random person with my luggage to get us across the ferry it was just a a series of things it was a it was a mess did you redeem yourself and take her on like another honeymoon or trip remember the part about me being cheap that i spoke about (laughs) earlier (laughs) poor amber sorry honey i love you Oh, man. Adam, do you have one? That's what I got. My, mine have gone pretty well. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> See, any of your trips out west. Yeah. Okay, um, what about the ones when your daughters, uh, did they fall into the fire pit or something? Yeah, I wasn't there for that, and children's services can confirm this. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> Izzy's pretty intense, right? Um, How old was she at the time? No, I think she was three. Okay. And so, technically, at that time, Izzy was a foster kid. Okay. So you got to be careful with them. You can't break them while they're, you know, while they're on a trial run with you. But Cody took Izzy and Abby out to her family in South Dakota. Okay. And um, Izzy, there was a campfire. and Izzy fell into it. And the, oh. the, burns, the burns were quite bad on the back of her legs. And, uh, I mean, Izzy's just, she runs with a high motor constantly. She's hypervigilant and all this stuff. And uh, they took her to the ER. And the, the doctors gave her fentanyl. And uh, she's so keyed up that you know they give her a fair amount, like a big adult dose, and it doesn't do anything to her. And the doctor's like, "This fentanyl's doing nothing to her." Like, wow. wow, yeah. So, uh, but I was thirteen hundred miles away, and so uh, we got to adopt him because because <laughs> Cody was the negligent party, not me. But so uh, it all's well that ends well. Did she have all four kids out there? <laughs> Sounds like something she'd try. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. She's oh, superhuman. Man. Yeah. On a flight. Wait, did she fly or did she drive? I think she might have driven. I don't know. Super mom. She is super mom. Okay. So let's give an update on the podcast. So. Okay. So, folks, it's getting crazy. It's getting fun. You're kind of seeing this journey in real life that Steph and I are on with Tell Us Good Story, and we're getting more notoriety, more attention, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We're getting higher and higher profile guest as well. Then why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> because of that. Good point. Okay. It's because okay. of that. Good point. We're bringing you on uh, this journey with us. I'm a charity case. Good. <laughs> no, you're definitely on the journey with us, Adam. But we want all of our listeners to feel like they're part of this with mm-hmm. us, right? Like they're seeing this in real time, what's happening from literally at the beginning, people reaching out and saying, hey. Uh, my cousin's a good juggler. You want to talk to him on Tell Us a Good Story <laughs> to the people we're talking to now, mm-hmm. right? It's interpretive juggling. It tells a story through the juggling. 
How about this? Uh, in public, you're out at the mall, you're out at a restaurant, whatever. Someone recognized you that you don't know at all and be like, oh my gosh, are you the guys from Tell Us a Good Story? Or even just from your voice, maybe, because I feel like you both have kind of distinct voices. Has that happened to you? It's crazy because a few weeks ago, I had somebody approach me and he's like, are you Steph Mason? And I'm like, oh, yes, I am. I'm like, nice to meet you. I'm like, what's your name? Can and he's I like, I did hug him. Did you? Oh, totally. He's like, you're oh. illegally parked. <laughs> <laughs> They've been calling you. Uh, yes. They've the been paging you. <laughs> Go move your car. <laughs> No, he saw us. We did a thing for our church. Yes, we did like a. They interviewed us for their on for the online church. Yeah, one week. One week. So he's like, we watched that, and now we are huge fans. Our entire family are huge fans of your podcast. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they had just moved from Colorado, so they had listened to us, I guess, on their way, you know, to Ohio. Um, which was just so special. And then he started, like the kids were coming up after they got out of children's ministry. And they're like, this is Steph Mason. They're like, we love your podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh. It was just, it was so cool and so special. That was like a whole family. But I was like, oh, where did you guys start? Like, we just started at the beginning. We're like, no, uh, do like go go from no. recent now and yeah. then go back. Go like, no, we love this. I'm like, okay, well, it gets better. <laughs> it does get better. But this past week, one of Emmy's new friends at school is a, is a new student this year. And somehow the topic came up, hey, the, the things that your parents had gone through. Emmy told the kid, yeah, my mom was electrocuted. She had brain tumor, brain surgery. My dad went through cancer, all of this. And she goes, wait, do, do your parents have a podcast? <laughs> and it was like, yeah. And granted, I mean, we're a couple months into the school season. And again, this is a new kid to Grace Christian. Mm-hmm. And she goes, is it tell us a good story? And Emmy's like, yeah, that's my parents. And she's like, oh my gosh, my parents have been listening to them. We've been listening for like two years. That's your mom and dad. And Emmy was like, yep, that's, that's my parents. And so it, I, I don't know how Emmy took it. Uh-huh. I don't know how she took it, but that was interesting where it she was like, such a cool yeah, experience. my parents listen to when we go to church and when we, when they drive us to school and she's like, I just thought that was some random people here in Columbus. I didn't know that was your parents. So that, that was interesting. It that was, I thought it was really special. So a couple of things I want to share. I want to share an example of just God opening doors mm-hmm. and just crazy. Dallas. DDP. DDP. Hall of Fame wrestler. Three-time world champion. I came across a picture of him with Rudy when I was researching Rudy. And so then I started looking into him. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's got some good stories on how he has really helped a lot of people with his DDP yoga. So after retirement, he really f- put his focus and attention on building this new company. He had put this workout program together for him and some other wrestlers when he was still at WWE because he had injured himself, his neck. And doctors mm-hmm. said he was never going to wrestle. Well, he broke his back. Broke his back, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So went to his website, found his contact information, reached out to his PR guy. The following week, his PR guy sent me a, a response and said, hey, give me a call today when you get a chance. So gave me his number, reached out to him. His name is Marlon. So I reached out. I'm like, Marlon, oh my gosh, thank you so much for giving me your contact information. And then I started telling him about Tell Us a Good Story. And immediately he cuts me off. He's like, oh, Kevin, we're good, brother. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, no, no, no. I'm already sold on you guys. You just tell me when you want to talk to Dallas. Like, are you serious? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I went to your website. I've looked at video clips. I've seen you've talked to. We love what you and Steph are doing on Tell Us a Good Story. Just tell us when you want to talk to DDP. 
And so we set up the following Friday. Boom. Done. It's the easiest thing ever. Like, I wish everyone's that easy. Everyone, yes. <laughs> I wish everyone's that amazing. easy to talk to. But here's the thing. Steph is getting very mad at me because what will happen? So freaking mad. I'm so mad. Okay. So as you guys know, I give Kevin guests. I give him ideas and then he has to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. That is his job. Not just reach out to them. I got to find their contact information. I got to find. Okay. First of all, are they alive? (laughs) That's the first thing. I've learned. I've learned from Mm -hmm. that. But I've gotten better where I'll have ideas. Then I will get their contact information and I send it to you. And you're still not getting them. And I'll follow up with you. Did you get this person? And you're like, I haven't even reached out to him yet. I'm like, do your job. That's all I'm asking you. Okay. Here's the thing she's doing, guys. Kim Jong-un is a very tough book, (laughs) all right? (laughs) She's. Sending me all these people mm-hmm. who I don't want to talk to. <laughs> They're so good. We even listen, had a listener listen. say, you need to talk to this person. I'm She's, like, I know. Okay. I just told Kevin about this one, person. One of the guests is some person who is a former Satanist who oh, is yes. telling Christians not to do anything on Halloween. Yes. And so I'm like, Seth, I don't want to talk to this dude. What a drag. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, guys. Satan only asks for one day a year. It's Halloween. <laughs> So, uh, so no. I did not reach out to that person. Extra- he was a Satanist that is now a devout Christian, has like completely transformed his life. And I was like, he'd have a good okay. story. But then you send me like somebody who played in the movie E.T. or something like that. Drew Barrymore? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> no. The alien? The, say the alien himself e. would be a great guest. I bet she's got a good story. I'm like, uh... Yes, they're so, great guests. So there's some guests I have not reached out to. Okay, okay, okay. Adam. Can we and circle Hartman. back to Kim no, no. Jong Un? No, not Kim Jong Un. Are you Jong-un. about to put us in the middle of this? Relationship? Totally. <laughs> Would you want to hear that kind of a story? I wouldn't. If they're going to say we can't celebrate Halloween, well, what are we supposed to do? What if I happen to eat a Snickers and it is <laughs> Halloween? Is that celebrating <laughs> Halloween? <laughs> okay, take Halloween out of the equation. What else are we going to talk about? Yeah. His story, his transformation. From Satan to total bring down? Yay or nay? Here's what I think. Okay. I think if you both agree, it's a great idea. And if one of you is out, then you're out. I mean, how many how many millions of people in this world would you both agree on? So if Kevin doesn't agree on a few, what's the big deal? The ones he agrees on, he books them. Thank you. Sorry, Steph. I love okay. you. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> it's if Kevin wants them, he books them. If I want them, he's like, nah. I'll get to it. So yeah, have, you give, have you given him ideas that he's taken, though? Obviously, as a visionary. Oh, okay. Yes. So what's the what's the problem? Lots of them. Thank yeah. You. No, it's true. Thank you. I, I wouldn't want to talk to a former Satan. Well, here's the deal. Okay. You you are getting. You just talk about the higher caliber guests you're getting. You could talk to hundreds and thousands of Satanists out there. I mean, how do you know he's going to be a good guest? I mean, Kevin vetted me before I got to be on the show. <laughs> and I'm a. I work for his. I teach his kids. <laughs> I got vetted. He told me no. He told me no the first time. So I don't know. Maybe you suggested me that was a problem. <laughs> I, did your parents let you do like oh Adam, Halloween? I did it one time when I was like three years old. I've got a picture of my older sister is Raggedy Ann and I am Andy. Mm-hmm. I've got this like mop on top of my head. It's red and then like I look like a clown. That's the only time I like. You never went up. trick or treat or anything. No. What about never. at school when they had like a Halloween party? Did you have to step out for it. Yes. Here's what happened. My parents would pick us up. 
and we would go hiking or something. What, what would they tell you? Like, what was the reason? It's a devil's holiday. Okay. We're going to celebrate the devil's holiday. Even if it's just dressing up. Could you watch, fun. could you watch things that had like wizards, warlocks? Uh, no. Nope. Okay. So Harry, Harry Potter would have been out if it were oh, that, not, at that time. No, oh, there's no way. No remember way. the Dungeons and Dragons panic of like the late eighties? No, I don't remember any of that. Oh, it wasn't okay. allowed. I wasn't allowed. I was not watching like gremlins. Were you allowed to watch certain Disney movies? I mean, I could some. So, yeah, but not, not Fantasia. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch that. Oh, well, I can see why. Everyone just does it and watches that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So my parents would take me out of school, and then we would go somewhere, and then we'd come back after Trick or Treat was done. And then all of our lights would be off, so people would know that we weren't participating. <laughs> so we'd come back at like 8 o'clock at night. We'd clean the eggs off. I was just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so No. There, there's been a handful of people I have intentionally just added to the list, and I've not got to them yet. What about your kids? Do you let them celebrate Satan's holiday? <laughs> no. No. We do trick-or-treating. <laughs> well, that's all he asked. So good for you. <laughs> but we are very mindful of what they dress up as. Oh, yes, absolutely. We do have specific things of what they can and can't dress up as. So, so I remember the first time, Steph, you and I went trick-or-treating with Emmy almost a decade ago. And we got in the wagon. I didn't really know what to expect, right? But I remember that neighborhood that we lived in is super nice. Not a lot mm-hmm. of kids. Not a lot of kids nope. in the neighborhood, right? Because the neighborhood hadn't really turned over yet. So yes. there were not very many kids. Lots of the original owners. Yes. Yes. Where their kids had grown up out of the house. Now they had grandkids. But I remember going to that first house, step and them giving Emmy like a full-size candy bar. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then put Emmy back in the wagon, go to the next house. And they gave her Cheryl's cookies. And yep. I'm like, whoa. And then we get to the next house. And Miss Linda had, yes. had homemade caramel apples. She had put them in individually wrapped bags, gave that to Emmy. And I remember like, Steph, this <laughs> is incredible. I hope this next house hands out cash. Like, this is amazing. We hit the jackpot with this neighborhood. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And there weren't very many kids. So they were so happy to see us. So I also remember at the end kind of being sad because I never experienced that as a kid. Mm. And leaving there, it's like there was nothing evil about that. It wasn't like they were putting spells on us right on every single house. No, this was something fun that we did as a family. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I didn't get to experience with my parents. Yeah. as, As a kid, which was kind of sad to me. So I guess my thought is just because you dress up for Halloween does not mean you're worshiping Satan. Just like just because you dress up for church on Sundays does not mean you're worshiping God. Mm. Same thing. What we experience, what we do on Halloween doesn't mean we're participating in something evil. And now I, I get it. There are evil things and evil traditions that take place on Halloween. Mm-hmm. However, I'm sure there's also evil traditions that happens on you know evenings with a full moon and also every Friday the 13th as well. Yeah, but you're right. We're not going to pull our kids out of school on that day either. No, I think you're totally right. At least in our house, we treat Halloween as something fun that we can do as a family. We go over to my sister's house. We all hang out with the cousins and we're getting candy. And it's just time that we're able to spend together making memories so i guess i guess it's all in how you view it like you said i understand there's evil out there but we try to always find the good and everything we can 
Steph, what is one of the most asked questions we get about tell us a good story? Uh, do I really get that excited? <laughs> Besides that one. Oh, how do we get all these incredible guests? Correct. Yes. And some of our best conversations have been with guests who our listeners have reached out to us and said, you should talk to this person. To name just a few, Nick Vujicic, Coach Tom Ryan, Carol Mutika were all recommendations from our listeners. So if there's someone you would like us to interview and think they might be a great fit for Tell Us a Good Story, please let us know at kevinandsteph.com. You don't even have to personally know them. True, but do me a favor. Before you submit their names, please make sure they are still alive. <laughs> That has actually happened, and it is super hard for me to find their contact information. But regardless, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So I got a text message from our friend and, and prior guest, Joe Serio. Mm-hmm. He's been on, I guess, three times now. He's the guy who wrote a book about him and the, the Russian mafia. Mm-hmm. And so great, great guy. But sent me a message. This was actually last week. He said he got in a car with a friend. The friend was listening to Tell Us a Good Story. And he texted me and said he couldn't get away from us. <laughs> so he said his friend was actually listening to episode two. Oh, wow. Oh, episode two. And I who's was like, episode two? It was you and I. Just and us? It, yes. Phew. I was like, don't do that. I go, Joe, we always tell people, go backwards. Yeah. Go most recent to the, the earliest ones, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the episodes today are much better than they were that first year. Mm-hmm. Just hands down. And he responded, hey, don't cringe about the beginning. You guys have evolved beautifully. Everything starts somewhere. So whenever you hear the old ones, just sit back and say to yourself, yeah, that was the beginning. And look where it's taken us. We couldn't have got here without them. Aww. So you can tell he is a professional speaker. And then do you guys have any questions or anything you're curious about what's going on with Tell Us a Good Story that you want to ask us that might be the same you know, question that one of our listeners have. One I've always wanted to ask since I first started listening is, you know, the progressive commercials where they throw the challenge flag? Yes. Do you guys ever do that to each other where you, like, you swear something happened and Steph's like, no, that didn't happen. And so you actually go back and listen to your episodes to prove that you're right? Because you essentially have the ability to throw a challenge flag and check where most of us don't record our lives like you guys do. Mm. We had a guest today. Can I say who the guest was? Because it makes... Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So we had a guest today who is freaking fantastic. John Cooper from Skillet. Founder of the Christian rock band Skillet. Who, by the way, Steph thought we were talking to the retired football. high state football coach. Yes, football coach. That's what I thought when I heard John <laughs> Cooper, too. Thank you. And so we're like, no, no, this is John Cooper, the rock star in the band Skillet, right? <laughs> Michael, so, that's good, too. Yes. That's good. That's even better. That's even better. So he nice. was amazing. And Kevin was telling me about him. I'm like, wait a second. Didn't we have our previous guest, Andy Irwin? He did a rock video for Skillet. And Andy was talking about how they were doing like this pyrotechnic thing. And Kevin's like, no, I don't think it was Skillet. I don't think he said that. I'm like, no, 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 no. I think it was Skillet. So progressive flag went up and we went back and he never said it was Skillet. We went back and listened. Yeah. He never said it was Skillet. But the way he was talking about the band. The way he was describing it. The drummer was a female and it was a Christian rock band. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, so it probably was Skillet. So Uh then we threw this story out to John today and he's like 100%. That story is about us. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, Which is really cool. But Steph does fact check me a lot on things. And then even when we were writing the book, you would fact check me on like stupid stuff. How many days I was in the hospital. Yeah, right? I was, and I was right. I felt like I was in there like 30 days and Steph's like, He's like, no. I was there for like six months, wasn't I? I'm like, how about? <laughs> nine days. Nine days. And he's like, no, it no. It felt like six months. <laughs> it was, and I'm like, I will tell you when you went in and when you got out. 
It was so ingrained so in my head. Me a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you ever want to start having more guests appear like live with you mm. in person? Live or in person? In person. We've done a handful of those, actually. Um, Damon West, we did in person. We've done a handful mm-hmm. in person. Not Shawshank. Live. Definitely not live. Mm-hmm. That scares me. Don't want to do live. No. No. I, uh, don't want to roll roll phone calls. I No, don't want to do that. A lot of guests go long. Mm-hmm. Their answers are long. Answers are long. They ramble. And so to give you an opportunity to edit it down, give an opportunity to edit out something stupid I said that I thought was funny at the time, and it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> It so certainly you wasn't. You're like, okay, now let's edit that out. Nope. Um, there, there's a lot. Well, here, here's a good example. We're talking Dallas Page. Mm-hmm. All right. He starts talking how 90% of what they do is real. Okay. He's like, you can't fake gravity. You can't fake a chair to the back. Right. He's like, here's the thing. If I take this chair and I hit somebody in the back, I'm going to hit them square in the back and it's going to be loud. It's going to be a big bang. It's going to be awesome. Right. But I'm hitting them in the middle of that chair. I'm not going to hit him in this on the side and like cut him up. And you hear me in the background, but like, yep, like, <laughs> like I know what he's talking about. Like, Steph did that to me this morning. <laughs> like as if I hit somebody with the chair, I know exactly what he's talking about. So stuff like that. When I'm listening to him, like I sound so stupid, and he's like mute my microphone, edit that out. Me in the background. Yep, I know what you're talking about. GDP, like. It's on a Waffle House last week, right? And it just got uh-huh. it escalated quick. Yeah, it does. Right? <laughs> so, Who's out of hash browns? Not you. <laughs> so I don't want to do live because there's just random stuff that I like to edit out or our producer edits out. Well, and like you said, like sometimes these guys, our guests, they will talk long, long. long. And they'll go from what our question was and then 10 minutes later, they're completely opposite. And we have to like circle back. So I think listeners would be bored with their well, answers because it wasn't tight and concise. And there's there's yep. times we're doing this fifth episode and I'm listening to us talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm putting myself to sleep here. Yeah. And so yeah. I've got to cut out a story or edit something down or make it concise and tight mm-hmm. just to make it more listenable. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I don't, I, live makes me nervous. And I mean, we, we do a lot of stuff live mm-hmm. when... We're talking to other people when they're interviewing us. Yeah. Hey, that reminds me. You remember the first time we got interviewed on TV? We show we we do a Zoom call. We're on TV, and I don't I don't think it was live, but they plugged us in. I see them. We hear them. I don't think they saw us. So the two hosts are like, "Okay, what are we going to talk to these people about? What's their names?" <laughs> they're looking at cards they just pulled out of their jacket. Yes. <laughs> like, what we got here? Former so, Satanists. We got what's going on here. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, we can hear you, but they can't hear us. They hadn't like flipped the switch yet on their end. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about like what they're going to ask us literally like 30 seconds before. What are these, the Osmonds? What's going on here? <laughs> so then they flip the switch so they can hear us. Okay. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is Kevin and Steph. So nice to meet you. And Steph, of course, being naturally loud that she is, she's like, Oh my gosh, it's so nice that you. <laughs> and the hosts have those like in-ear monitors yep. in, and she is like <laughs> ripping her oh. ears out. And you can see her like pointing down, like turn this chick down. We got a She's, live one here, folks. She is blowing my eardrums. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, so that was our first experience. But yeah, there's that's some interviews where it's like, well, they got our names right. Mm-hmm. Just, but that's okay.
If you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. So, Steph, I don't know if I told you this. We're doing this, what, mid-October? Mm-hmm. We're recording this. We're, we only have one opening from now until January 12th. <gasps> you know that wow. makes me so happy. You know. We're taking two weeks off during Christmas, so there's that. But, yes, we're, we're booked out until almost mid-January. And you're going to keep booking, aren't you? <laughs> I'm doing my best. We're going to keep booking it. We're going to keep I this momentum. Because here's my fear, you guys. So, last January, we took... I think a month off. And then once we got back into it, January's slow with people like starting like getting pe- back into the routine. Yeah, of people yeah. just they take a little while. So like we were reaching out and they're like, How about March? How about February? I'm like, oh my gosh, like we need people now. That was two years ago. So remember who we what called? was it two years? Remember who we called to help us out? No. This guy. Yeah, the fill um, <laughs> pulled through. I'm like shandling to Carson. Like, I need a guy. <laughs> You're the biggest celebrity we know. Bennett <laughs> <laughs> here. So yeah, I think you filled in twice with us because we, we didn't have any it. guests. That was mm-hmm. like episode 56 and 57 oh, or something. Oh, it freaks me out. Yes. So I'm like, always like, keep going. Just keep the momentum going. Okay. So next week we have, his name is Dwayne Abel. This man has incredible story. So he is a cartoonist. He does a ton of presentations, school assemblies. He goes to retirement homes. He's a professional speaker, all of that. During COVID, he wasn't going to school assemblies anymore. He does a weekly comic strip for like 60 newspapers across the country. So that's one piece he does, but then he wasn't traveling anymore. So he was a theater major at, it was a University of Akron, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, during COVID, everything's kind of shut down, but let me go try out for a few movie parts, right? To try to get in a few films here that are, that are still in production. So he gets one. And then they ask him, hey, you're a cartoonist, you write stuff, have you written anything else? And he's like, well, I wrote this one script for Netflix or something, didn't get picked up. They're like, do you have anything else? He's like, let me get back with you. So he, the next two weeks, he just cranks up this movie script, sends it to this production company, like a month goes by, and they go, hey, we want to make this into a film. He negotiates to do this. One, I want you to film at my hometown of Carrollton, Ohio which is maybe a half hour away from Akron. Then he asked that he would have some type of part in the film, some type of casting part. And they agreed to it. So he filmed that. Then that's led to him like writing other stuff and being in other movies. So during this conversation, you'll hear this next week, folks. Again, it's getting crazy. But at the end of the conversation, he's like, hey, our next film that I've written is going into production in January. It's hopefully. Act- hopefully. That's mm-hmm. the plan. In January of 24 is when they're going to film it. Same thing. They've decided to film it in his hometown in Carrollton, Ohio. And he said he's written it. He's the co-producer on it. It is a Christmas movie. So it's going to be like a Hallmark type movie. And he asked Steph and I to be an extra in the movie. Y'all know I was posing. As soon as he started going, I was like, I was ready. I was born for this. When and where, I will gladly. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm like, but Dwayne, here's the thing. 
please know there is a risk. This woman's going to be a scene stealer. <laughs> like, <laughs> excuse me, don't look at the camera and uh, you don't have to say any speaking parts, so please stop talking. <laughs> you guys will be extra customers at the Christmas tree lot. It'll be fine. Right, right as the couple's falling in love after their high school, you know, 20 years later, oh, past high school. I'm walking past the love. camera posing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and they give me, hey, sir, I want you to carry this Christmas tree uh, 50 yards to this truck. So he's going to get back with us yeah, in January. And I'm sure we'll have some stories from that. Yes. Of being an extra. We told Emmy, and he's like, Mama, do they need me too? <laughs> like, I'm like, no, baby, it's just me and daddy. <laughs> Like, what happens when we get there and like, sir, uh, we need you to act like a dead body. We need you to be a corpse. He can do that. He can absolutely do that. We, sir, we've, we've got a soccer scene in the movie. Could you strike a ball for us? This scene uh, requires a drag queen in the background, so you're going to need to... So many options. <laughs> Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tells a Good Story.